Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, welcome everybody and a very happy Christmas day to you all. As we love to sing in the great carol, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive a king. Trust that you'll have a great day and thank you for joining with us for our Christmas Day online service. Just a little signpost, I'm sure that there's many things running through your head with regard to getting the dinner ready or maybe people coming to see you. So we're running for about 15 minutes on the Word this morning and we just want the Word of God to wash over us afresh on this special day of celebrating the birth of our Lord. And so please lean in and be blessed. Now, it seems a long time since March when Uh, Like churches, not only across the nation, but across the nations, we were forced to rethink how we did church as lockdown uh, bit us hard. The church is never closed now, and we're thankful for that. And we're thankful that church, not only through arena, but through the nations of the earth, is prevailing and still growing, even in a time of adversity and difficulty. Christian, in those initial weeks, took the bulk of the Sunday ministry online and began to start each message with a joke. And in fact, this became such a feature that people were even fueling him with new material. I'll let you make the decision as to whether some of the jokes landed or not, but it was almost something that we were waiting with, with bated breath and expectation week after week. One or two people said to me when it was my turn to minister online, so where's your jokes? Well, as a communicator, you have to be careful not to go into territory that you don't feel particularly competent at. And joke telling has never been a particular forte of mine until... Christmas Day. And this morning, with a little bit of a COVID-19 bias, I've got seven Christmas cracker jokes for you. And even if I can't make you laugh, hopefully I'll make you groan. So here we go. What is Dominic Cummings' favourite Christmas song? Driving home for Christmas. Number two, Why is it best to think of 2020 like a pantomime? Because eventually it will be behind you. Number three, why couldn't Mary and Joseph join the work conference call? Because there was no Zoom at the inn. Why can't Boris Johnson make his Christmas cake until the last minute? Because he doesn't know how many tears there should be. Number five, why won't Santa lose any presents this year? Because he's downloaded sack and trace. How is the pandemic like my stomach after Christmas? It'll take ages to flatten the curve. And finally, and I'm sure you're all really glad we've come to the end. Number seven, which government scheme supports Christmas dinner? Eat sprouts to help out. As I say, that's my jokes for the year. Let's come to the Word of God. And our text for this Christmas morning is from 
John chapter 1 and verse 14, and it says these words, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, but we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And although the Gospel of John makes no reference to what we know as the Christmas story, unlike the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, I believe that here we have one of the great Christmas verses. And I'll seek to explain it as such briefly. Firstly, the theology of Christmas. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. Or as one translation says, that it took up its residence amongst us. And words like incarnation, kenosis and glory have had the theologians wrestling for years over how this exactly worked. Remember, I said we've just got 15 minutes and we could pour over this for 15 hours, 15 weeks and yes, maybe even 15 years. But the wonderful biblical truth of Christmas is that Jesus, God, came to earth as a babe, lived amongst us, took up residence amongst us as a real man, died for our sins on the cross and rose the third day. The deity or divinity of Christ. Let me just remind you that Jesus did not come into being uh, on Christmas morning in a manger in a stable in Bethlehem. In fact, later in his ministry, much to the displeasure of religious people, he said, I am, which means the self-existent one. He was, he is, and he has always been. And then the humanity of Christ. In Philippians 2, it says how Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God because he was God, emptied or humbled himself and took on a form of a servant and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. And God has exalted him to the highest place. All of this, deity and humanity, gives weight to the truth, the balanced truth, that Jesus was very much human in the earth and yet never ceased to be God. As one commentator says, as much God as if he'd never been a man and as much man as if he'd never been God. I was listening to a great preacher just recently who was talking about this journey of Jesus, God, coming to the earth. And I'd like just briefly to use his points to illustrate it. He said that Jesus, in coming from heaven to earth, abandoned his sovereign position. And then he accepted a slave place. That is what the word servant literally means. And then he associated with sinful people. And fourthly, he adopted a selfless posture so that you and I could have a way to knowing God. It indeed was a miracle. 
the theology of Christmas, but then also the simplicity of Christmas. And uh, we have seen his glory. Speaking of people, the second part of the verse, we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And however great the mystery of godliness, as Paul writing to Timothy referred to, the beauty of the good news Christmas message is that it can be accepted and absorbed even by little children. Indeed, Jesus says, if we don't accept the message in a childlike way, we cannot enter the kingdom. And I'd like, very simply, in the next few moments, to remind us of three great truths that sit over our lives when we find a relationship with God through Jesus. And the way that I'd like to illustrate this is through some of the welcome boards that have been held up as we've sought to come back to the arena buildings in recent weeks and do live services. And thank you for all the serving teams that have made this both safe but also welcoming. And so the three simple truths are this. One, you are loved. You are loved. And we know that the word for love describing God's love to us is that word agape. It's rooted in commitment and sacrifice. So on Christmas morning, as we think of a crib, we can never forget the cross. And as a preacher says, the cross was the pulpit in which Christ preached his love. You are loved. I am loved. The world is loved. Secondly, you are special because everybody is somebody at Arena Church. It's not just a cliche, it's a biblical truth. Whilst God has no favourites, everybody is special to him. And again, we often use this as a throwaway line, but it's true. If you had been the only person that had needed rescue from sin, God would have sent Jesus. The reality is we all needed saving. Not only saved, but saved for a purpose. Not only a purpose, but a holy purpose. As you work out God's design over your life, you are special to him. And thirdly, you belong. You belong. God has designed that the local church, and there are over 10 million of them in the earth, reflects a spiritual home for people to come to. It's the micro of the great macro family of God, where we become Christians, we grow and mature in our spiritual journey so that we can join together. We were reminded this week in a staff meeting that the we is always more powerful than the me and reach out to a needy 
world. If you've strayed this year, if you become prodigal in heart, maybe going back years and somehow you're on this call, you're on this service this Christmas morning, maybe you got offended, perhaps even legitimately. Maybe somebody behaved towards you and you would have expected better from a Christian. Will you put it all behind you today and come back home and find a sense of belonging again, not only to Jesus, but also to his family. Yes, Christmas has a deep theology, but also a disarming simplicity. And we're called to embrace it with a childlike heart. I close with a story. It's a true story. It goes back a number of years now. And it's regarding the great Swiss-German theologian, Karl Barth. And Mr. Barth was giving a lecture at the Rockefeller Chapel on the campus of Chicago University. Many students had gathered. And at the conclusion of his presentation, he invited the students to ask questions that he was ready to answer. One student put his hand up and said this, Mr. Barth, could you summarize your theology in one statement, please? Barth, a scholar steeped in years of theological training and teaching, paused for a moment. The students were expecting some wordy, complex, theological statement that would reflect his journey. And he says, oh yes, he says, I can summarize my theology in the song that my mother used to sing to me when I sat on her knee as a little boy. This is my theology. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, there is a complexity regarding the great mystery of God invading the earth in the man, Jesus Christ. But also a wonderful accepting simplicity of God calling us to himself on purpose and for purpose. And this Christmas day, whatever your spiritual journey, whatever the challenges of this incredible year of 2020, whatever the past, whatever the failings, whatever the successes, whatever the defeats, whatever the victories, Christmas morning reminds us again, you are loved, you are special, and you belong. Happy Christmas Day. Thank you.